Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to the Crossrip. Uh, happy day after Father's Day to our U.S. listeners. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the stuff that we missed on Ghostbusters Day. We'll be talking about Diamond Select Toys, uh, a little bit of the Wizard World stuff. We'll also be talking The Void, uh, uh, Ghostbusters Daughter. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Crossing Over Number 3. Spoiler-filled discussion coming up. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I'm actually sitting in the car because it's quieter. Oh, you are? Anywhere else. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it is. Well, our room has the air conditioning on because it is humid. Uh, So we we should tell you were in Ohio for, what's the name of it again? I am here for Origins. Origins. Origins Game Fair. Yeah. Uh, So you are sitting in your car at the hotel. At the hotel. Talking to our uh, wonderful listeners. (laughs) That's right. From the parking uh, lot. Uh, that's, uh, well, it's truly 2018, though, because in the old days, it was like, uh, I'm taking my phone to another country. Can't use it. And then it was, I'm taking my phone to another country. You can kind of use it. Yeah. And then it was like, I'm taking my phone to another country. You can use it, but no data. And like, yeah. And then it was, you can take your phone, you can use it, you can use data, but it's going to be an arm and a leg. Yeah. And now we're... Like I said, this is all the proof you need that basically they're jacking up prices on on things that really. You talk to Europeans, they laugh at uh, uh, North American uh, uh, data rates, and uh, as a Canadian in America, we laugh at your data rates. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. I've never seen LTE be so slow. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, it's very anyways, slow. it's it's it's. Now the the era of uh, go to the states and my phone company sends a message going, you know, a slip is a couple of bucks a day. We'll just keep pretending you're on our system. It's like perfect, thanks. Yeah. So I'm uh, I can I can spend a little time for you Aww. and our listeners. I can spend a little a little data. A little bit of data. That's uh, yeah. That's why, that's actually why I like coming up your way because when I get to Vancouver, yeah, same thing. You turn on the. I don't know, whatever it is. It's like another ten ninety five a month, and you can uh, use the Canada. There's like a Mexico-Canada one that we can click on. But then when I get yeah. to Vancouver, my phone is lightning fast. Like, uh, your data rates are wonderful. Uh, the phone calls are crystal yeah. clear. And then I get back here, yeah. and I'm back in the Stone Age again. So And, 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 and you're wrong, because technically you have to go to Europe, and then you discover, oh, my God, <laughs> there's even more speed. Yeah, well... And hey, thanks to both net neutrality and uh, AT&T merging with Time Warner, get ready for more throttling in uh, America. So anyways, I'm (laughs) experiencing Ohio, which is not like anything I ever experienced. Uh, 
I was not prepared. It in my head was very Midwestern. Yeah. But it turns out I need to come up with another subsection of America that kind of describes better everything around, like proximity to the Great Lakes, because it's not the Midwest the way. Because yeah, in our it's head, more more Mich- Michigan-y where you are, right? You're in Columbus, aren't you? You're up north. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, Midwest, we're like, oh, you know, farmland and flat and rolling hills. And it's like, no, it's kind of humid and marshy and i just saw a lightning bug and i'm terrified you know things like that um <laughs> also don't kidding, tell actually, any of the ohio people that i compared them to michigan because uh that will get that'll get you in trouble we're, we're not that far away though yeah. is the thing like the landscape is actually just very similar and i had a local kind of explain to me the weather because that was the other thing that terrified us we got off the plane only twice in my life have i gotten off like stepped out the door of a plane onto the walkway and got whoa it's that humid. Oh, uh, that oh was man. in Mexico and Ohio. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, like 11 o'clock at night, stepped out, it's super humid, still very hot, got the rental car, and it's quite pleasant, right? Like, I mean, it's warm and it's humid, but part of you goes, oh, that's very summery. And we stopped to, you know, see a CBS, get some last minute supplies, and then to the, uh, the hotel, and I park out front to go in and check in, and I step you know a lot of the, the hotels here you guys have a lot of space around your buildings right? yes oh yeah like americans yeah. can't just leave you know land not <laughs> everything used. must it's be like, paved yeah yeah so that means there's always a lot of uh, and actually it turns out by design but uh, a lot of places have those the big uh, coverings right over yeah. the pull up in front to check in so i step into that area and i hear the guys at the car maybe i don't know 30 40 feet away and one of them goes Hey, I think it's about to, like literally, I talked to them afterwards. It's like they feel a drop, and then another drop, and then it's like <laughs> torrential it's like downpour. The afternoon. Yeah, it's like the afternoon in the tropics where the, you get that fifteen-minute <laughs> yeah of monsoon buckets of yeah. rain. Oh my god! It's just, and then it happened again. Uh, well, it hasn't happened again tonight. We're getting close to that time. Maybe it'll still happen. Nice. So maybe we, earlier, while you're in the car there, we'll hear some... Uh, we'll hear it, yeah. Nice. I but like earlier it. today, I in like the it. convention center, where it's got a metal roof to it. Like, uh, and we're sitting there, and I'm, I hear this noise, and I go, what's that? And then my brain goes, yeah, remember that deluge? It's happening right now. And sure enough, a couple minutes later, massive lightning strike somewhere nearby, like just... Oh my god! Rattling it's kind of amazing and... that you can hear that over the din of a convention uh, going on, and... Well, it's setup day. Wednesday, I was in the oh, vendor okay, space, okay. and it's still setting up, which yeah. is still quite noisy. But yeah, no, the the din of the people isn't there. Tomorrow's Got it. Be okay. borderline deafening, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's funny. You you just explained why I I did a brief stint of college in Ohio for about a a year, if not like two semesters, but. Um, and, uh, when I was touring the campus, they have these like underground tunnels and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Why do you have those? And they kind of laughed at me and sure enough, yeah. it's the, the downpours you're talking about. And then imagine all of that humidity, but in, uh, January, February. Winter time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. so I use those tunnels quite frequently, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, uh, well, enjoy your, uh, your stay in Ohio. We do have, uh, some, some fun Ghostbuster stuff here because we, we didn't, I mean, it's it's not that we missed things. We we certainly did not talk about things last week uh, for the Ghostbusters Day uh, episode, but uh, it's yeah. it's just a lot. It was a lot. So we're gonna do some cleanup of the stuff that we weren't able to talk about uh, last week. 
Um, and then we have some Ghostbusters daughter discussion that we're going to get into. Uh, but stay, stay tuned on that because we have something fun set up. And then uh, we'll talk about Ghostbusters crossing over number three, which also came out last week and is a whole lot of fun. So that's those those book discussions are coming up at the uh, second half of the show. And in the first half of the show, we got the, the news like we always do. Here we go with the news. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, I guess let's start. Did we did we miss anything? Did we not talk about anything in terms of the Wizard World team up for the Ghostbusters Fan Fest? I feel like we we hit all of the buttons at least in terms of things that we know. Yes, again, everybody asked uh, when when do tickets go on sale and where. We don't know. you got to sign up for that newsletter. But I, I would assume, you know, probably a good six months out, if, if not a little bit uh, earlier than that. So I would imagine, like, fall of this year we'll start hearing stuff. Does that sound right? I feel like it, it would not. Yeah. They won't do it quite yet, right? No. Um. You're not missing out. I guess is what I'm. What I'm saying is that uh, if you are chomping at the bit because you don't have tickets yet, it's okay. You you haven't missed out. You you still have a chance. Yeah. Everything is cool. Pe- people are chomping, and no, we're not. No. Yeah, hang yeah. in there. Hold on. Uh, but it is cool. We did get to see, um, you know, over this past weekend, the Central Ohio. Speaking of Ohio, the Central Ohio Ghostbusters and the Columbus Ghostbusters. Uh, they were at the Wizard World uh, out there in Columbus, and uh, in fact, the Central Ohio Ghostbusters took over the official Instagram account and posted a, a lot of cool things that they were doing um, out there. I mean, I, I didn't see a booth, so maybe it was a little too soon for whatever the booth is that they were talking about, but uh, did seem like the, the Ghostbusters had a pretty solid presence there, which was, was nice to see. So maybe the yeah. booth, stay tuned on whatever the booth is going to be. I guess maybe that is upcoming. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't start until <laughs> the next Wizard World or something maybe yeah. uh, there's a couple of pictures i saw on twitter they were kind of at a distance and it looked like people were around a booth i just didn't see i didn't it, i mean it looked like the central ohio there. booth because they had like their fan table in a an inflatable stay puffed in their car and, and yeah. stuff like that but um so i mean there's also a good chance that the the big booth the premier booth booth i don't know what that booth booth, booth um that won't be coming until the fan fest i think that's what happened i i combined Booth and Fan Fest into Boof, which I don't know. Isn't Boof what a giant dog, the sound a giant dog makes according to the internet? Boof, yeah. Boof, boof, boof. And what police cars in New York City sound like. Um, (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, so we'll we'll keep you guys tuned. uh, uh, You know, we'll... Whatever news comes uh, on those tickets, we will make sure that we get you guys uh, attuned to that as, as quickly as possible. Uh, Diamond Select is actually one of the big things that we didn't get to talk about last week. Um, and it wasn't for they, – they did a pretty great job of getting the photos out there. It was just we, – we missed it. It was one of those things where it was in the the flurry of things. And after you and I recorded, I went, oh, oh, that was new? Oh, yeah. And I, like, hit myself on the yeah. forehead and felt terrible. So – uh, Diamond Select, they showed off on Ghostbusters Day photos of their Series 9 figures, the real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. figures, uh, which are Egon, Winston, and Slimer. Yes, Winston, Egon, and Slimer. Um, but I, best, I, I guess what is notable about this is that we got to see the packs for the first time. At least this is the first time I've seen like a good detail photo of the pack, and they look 
awesome. Right. I mean, the figures yes. look awesome, but the, the, the RGB packs look really, really good too. Um, yeah, they really do. And, and I feel like the, did they, and maybe these are pro, uh, prototypes or something, but the paint jobs on the ones that they released on Ghostbusters day look a little more detailed, a little more polished than the ones that we saw at, uh, I guess that would have been toy fair in February. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited like between those and then wave 10, which is Peter Ray and stay puffed. Uh, just sign me up for all six. I want all six of those figures, obviously. Uh, but, uh, when, yeah. and they go, I think they're pre-selling now, right? Chris? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And they're coming out sooner than later as well. Again, not on the rundown. I don't have the actual dates, which is, uh, I'm sorry. I'm slacking. It's been a busy <laughs> one. Make Stretch it out. Cause I think <laughs> I have it. Hang on. Okay. I'm going to talk. Oh, well you, uh, while you look that up, I can talk about, so DST Chuck did one of those infamous uh, Q and A's that he's known for where he, Straight shooter tells it like it is. Uh, it's it's much like when you see questions asked of the NECA Twitter, and they just very bluntly say like, "No, we don't have that. We don't want to do that." Like there's there's no puff to their customer service in these Q and As, is what I'm saying. But right. uh, so DST Chuck did a Q and A where there were a couple of Ghostbusters questions that were of interest, uh, as well as confirming that the seven inch scale Ecto may have been a pipe dream. It may not be happening. I know when we talked to Zach Oat, God, almost two years ago now at this point, which is tough to for my noggin to comprehend uh he was saying that he was ambitious and he thought that it might be doable to have uh, a, an in scale for these awesome select figures uh, ectomobile but sure enough it doesn't sound like that's in the cards maybe an ecto of some other scale or maybe in the mini mate scale or something is is possible but um but also of note he uh, answered questions from jason y so jason y if you're out there uh, thanks for asking these questions on behalf of all of us uh, who asked, uh, we've gotten a few ghost traps so far for these select figures, but they're all closed. Will we get an open ghost trap with some sort of effects in series six through 10 to which Chuck said, you know, we did make a conscious decision to include more traps, but we did not resculpt it. So, um, it's the same trap with all the other figures that are coming out, but it's, it's a repaint, uh, repack of, of ones that have already come out. Um, and then he also asked about the uh, the Ghostbusters answer the call. He he calls it the 2014 Ghostbusters remake, but wasn't that long ago. I know it feels like it was that long ago, but uh, he's talking about answer the call. And he says, uh, is there any type of licensing restriction that Diamond Select cannot make seven inch figures for the Ghostbusters remake characters? I am disappointed to find a lack of representation of the female team. I think DST should answer the call. Uh, Chuck answers, and these are his words exactly. The rights to action figures to the new movie were given to Mattel that's all right. Mattel has the license for the action figures. Uh, that's, that's them saying we're not interested basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. For, for somebody that is supposed to be straight shooting, that was a bit of PR talk because yeah, a little PR seen, talk, but just a also, little. yeah, not, not it's very thinly disguised PR talk, but that's okay. At least it's got answers. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to find the dates for the, uh, well, yes, here? going back to that thing we were talking about that you, you and I both knew the answer yeah, to, uh, we, before you we, got sidetracked with that other stuff. Yes, uh, we will totally I thought it was edit this it in. No, no, we won't do that. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was this week. It's, uh, in a couple, if you're listening to this, uh, the first day this episode drops, it's in two days. It's on the 20th, June 20th. Oh, re- that, start the pre-orders start. Okay. So yes, yeah. uh, have not missed out on your opportunity to pre-order. Now, 
I would suggest pre-ordering because I, um, well, I've, I've been procrastinating on a lot of things. Obviously, by not having dates on the rundown uh, here, I've been procrastinating on things. But uh, I procrastinated on the Ghostbusters 2 wave and, uh, and, and all my local shops and as well as like Amazon and stuff are currently sold out of a couple of the figures that I wanted. So, uh, don't, yeah. don't miss out on these. Make sure that you, uh, get that order. And, and, uh, I mean, unless like a, a good place like big bad toy store, they usually have stuff or entertainment earth. But, uh, in most cases you end up paying a little bit of an extra, extra premium for those types of places. So, uh, exactly. get, get those pre-orders in. Um, so thanks to, uh, to diamond select that stuff is awesome. I can't wait for those real ghostbusters figures. Um, Oh, how about the void? Let's talk about the void because in, in the madness that was ghostbusters day, uh, a couple Fridays ago, uh, Chris, you sent me a text saying, hooray. Yeah. You have a void nearby. And I was like, huh? What? I, I do. <laughs> you have two. You lucky so-and-so. Yeah, well, and and actually, if you count the uh, the the Star Wars one that opened down at Disneyland, I guess we have three you technically. Have three. Yeah, but although uh, the Star Wars one is a bit bit niche. Um, yeah, it's it's Star Wars. I mean, it is a <laughs> void location, but it's only yeah, it's not uh, it's not the Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. and Friends void. It's uh, <laughs> I'd watch that Saturday morning cartoon, Star Wars <laughs> and Friends, coming up after you, Popples. That's right. You have one, uh, the two touristy hotspots, uh, one in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah. And the other one is Santa Monica, which is, uh, that's that I'm not wrong, right? That seems to be where a lot of people want to wander and see the beach. Like if you go to yeah, LA, it's, it's, that's the Santa Monica pier. Everybody wants to see the yeah. Santa Monica pier and Grauman's Chinese theater in the walk of fame. Like that's, that's yeah. usually the the two touristy spots that you have to hit when friends come in from out of town. But, uh, yeah, it's also so, the two uh, most inaccessible places in the city. So good, good job. Boyd. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's great news for them because they're going to have a lot of, uh, foot traffic and walk-ins. And, uh, as you said, it's, it's sort of the destination places. If you go to Hollywood, that's where Ripley's believe it or not. And, uh, the wax museum, that's where there is a, uh, it's not. It's not a Madame Tussauds. Oh no! Yeah, it is Madame Tussauds because we, Madame we Tussauds. ate on the the rooftop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's I was kind of curious if that's is. if that's a partnership they'll be setting up again because that would be a natural. That I mean, that would only uh, make sense, right? Yeah. Although this then begs the question: Do they diversify? So if you go to New York, you have the 2016 team in wax figure form that you can get your picture taken with and all that sort of thing which is great fun and if you go to hollywood you can yeah it's the 1984 team that'd be oh oh god that would be fun i mean i i, mean, I, 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 I there's nothing that says that they can't alter the code and put different uh models and stuff in there i mean some some of the story points to the the ghostbusters dimension are 2016 specific you've got like gertrude uh aldridge who shows up and um yeah but that's that stuff that could easily that could be Slimer you can change or something. Change the ghost too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It, they've had two years and they've been developing along the way. So as they've been planning their expansion, there's nothing that says, you know, the basic structure because that's the thing that they don't want to mess with too much because they don't want to rebuild from scratch. They just kind of want to repurpose, you know, and then uh, go in and change a ghost and some settings and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much did the 2016 have to lend voices like not, not, at, all, not at all well i think it's who is it that's in your ear when you are on the because you know when you do the star wars one you have yeah. like your guide i think it's i think it's supposed to be 
Abbey. Yeah. Well, it's a moot point because you and I both know that uh, Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd are uh, always game to uh, lend their voices. God, to that's a great things, point. So. I mean, and and if they are expanding to all of these places, I mean, the the one thing that the Ghostbusters dimension was was sorely lacking was like the the setup. I mean, it's cool because you go through the the wax museum, like uh, go. It's that's Ghostbusters twenty sixteen answer the call specific. You know, we've got all the wax figures and and the the theming and stuff, but there's no like. Like we've seen the the setup video for the Star Wars experience where you have uh, like Cassie and Andor telling you that you got to go do this and like a whole mission thing is missing at the beginning. So that's yeah. that's also something they could probably add in pretty easily if they wanted to. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's I mean, it's really exciting. Uh, the Void is hyping up the Ghostbusters aspect on Ghostbusters Day. They had a, a pretty awesome graphic for the 34th anniversary, which I thought was funny. It's uh, it's the same sort of slime writing uh, that is being used on the 35th anniversary, but they did their own little 34 with the Ghostbusters dimension, which is, is cool. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, they're, they're really making a big push. Now, if you are curious if The Void is coming your way, here are the cities that they have announced that they will be opening arcade experiences at. They are opening in Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Hollywood, like you mentioned, as well as Santa Monica. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, New York City, which they already have one, so I'm wondering if they're going to put in a second one. Uh, Philadelphia and Washington D.C. So um, it's uh, the, the expansion begins, and now that there's this many locations, chances are there's one in, in a stone's throw from you if you haven't been able to go yeah. to the New York one. And I'm hoping the one thing is the Verge had a uh, great article that did the announcement, and uh, they also mentioned that there has not been any news or announcements to make as to which experiences will be at any of these locations. So we don't know if the Ghostbusters Dimension will be at them, but there's a pretty good chance that there will be. I mean, that's that's what they've got in hand right now, and then they can always swap it out later. So exactly. So check check that out uh, if they're opening near you. I think the Santa Monica one is supposed to be opening this summer already, so they're they're already well in the works. It's it's pretty close to happening here. Gee, what's close to Santa Monica? Oh, it's where Troy lives. It's where I live. Troy oh, lives God, very close you know to what? Santa Monica. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's actually four here in LA because they opened one in Glendale too, which oh. is out in the Pasadena area. So they're oh, they're geez. all in with uh, with California here, California. Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like you got a huge population or something. I don't know. You would think. It's almost like we have three states worth of population. We won't get into that. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, the Hollywood Collectibles Egon. Did you see that today? I know you've been super busy. Did you? That popped up no, as I we're missed, recording today. I missed that. Um, so this, you know, Hollywood Collectibles did the wonderful stance and uh, Venkman figures. They also did the Slimer, like the really big uh, premium price point Slimer that was life-size. And then they did a smaller one where he comes with the the room service cart and stuff. I think that was like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. But um, they do really great work. They are, you know, premium statues that are 400 bucks each. But so uh, Egon was announced today as we are recording this. Uh, and pre-orders are up for 399 US. Um, and he comes with two interchangeable faces, if I understand correctly. He has kind of this... Uh, uh, grinning like that that face that he kind of makes when he's shooting up the bar uh, in the Sedgwick Hotel it's that kind of a face and then just a, a more neutral you know walking through the hallways kind of uh, face which it's I think it's one of the best likenesses that we've seen so far short of maybe the Blitz I think the Blitzway likeness has been the best that really nailed that that Harold yeah. Ramis face 
Um, but the again, Blitzway the Blitzway and the are, uh, Soldier's Story. I mean, those two are kind yeah. of neck oh, and neck in my. You know, have you have you seen? Did the Soldier Story figures come out? Have you seen anybody that's been able to buy those? What what happened with those? No, I don't know. Like, I've learned that not everything that even though we hear of it ends up someplace we can get at it. Like, yeah, there's I Ghostbusters. Mean, Kubrick dolls years back that never saw hide nor hair of them here. Yeah, well, and and they had uh, answer the call figures, which I know people have been clamoring for, and it seems like they maybe didn't even produce those. Like they had Kevin and Holtzman, yeah. and uh, I know a lot of the the Holtzman heads have been trying to get a hold of that that particular figure, and it doesn't sound like it's anywhere. Not in Japan, not here in yeah. the states, uh, nowhere. So, which is very strange because I mean the movie uh, did relatively well there, and these figures are not produced to make mass market numbers like Mattel wants in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these are yeah. collector's things. They're made specifically for, so unless they figured that the collector demand was, you know, going to be much lower, which I don't think it is. Like they make such beautiful niche high end figures. I think the market's the same for every single one, right? Like right. Well, you only have maybe to find they were so those, limited those few that hundred people. That, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. So I don't know. Which all that means is uh, Mr. Jeffrey there is going to somehow find the prototypes and own them. And, <laughs> I, I, dude, he, I, he's an art teacher, isn't he? That's that's what astounds me every time I see, like, Mr. Yes, Jeffrey Shrek, well, if you don't know who we're talking about, he snatches all of the uh, screen-used props and the prototypes everything. and all of these, like, really high-end items. And uh, I'm I'm jealous, man. He needs to open well, his museum. If Breaking Bad has taught us anything, it's that American <laughs> high school teachers are making drugs on the side. So <laughs> that's, that's the only plausible explanation. <laughs> that's right. He's he's got a buddy in a hotel room somewhere uh, guarding a pile of money that every once in a while he dips into. He's in the minerals business. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Jeffrey, did you get those? <gasps> Our or? forgeries. There we go. Oh my God! Yes, exactly. That's I solved it. He, he sells the Picasso. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. If anybody would have them, it would be him or maybe Naoki. Maybe they did come out in in Japan and he was able to pick them up. But uh, yeah, maybe. But he he's quite uh, 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 visible on social media. You think we, he would have yeah, seen? Yeah, he would like, have put some photos up, right? He he loves he loves sharing his his stuff there in mm-hmm. Japan with the rest of us here. So if he had gotten them, we'd have known. All right. Well, and let's I, let's put out an APB here. If any of you out there have right. soldier story figures or even have seen them go up for order anywhere that's anywhere uh, yeah. any anything any hide or hair of uh, these soldier story figures let us know because uh, i'm curious they just sort of disappeared um let's see what else we got here oh san diego comic-con uh san diego san diego san diego not san fran no 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 um, San Diego Comic-Con coming up here in July. Uh, we have uh, several ghost head groups, uh, franchises that get together to throw a little shindig down there, uh, which, again, called the Interdimensional Crossrip. Uh, that's, it's actually it's causing some kind of confusion now because they opened a Twitter account <laughs> that's called the Interdimensional Crossrip. And I saw that and I thought, wait, are we getting Russian botted right now? No, no, I think this is actually, I think this is them. How did I think- they manage, Interdimensional Crossrip is too long. And I say that as somebody that tried to get 
interdimensional oh, crossrip. No. I mean, that's that's their that's their visible name. I think their username is like oh. crossrip one one nine five seven four three. Like that's why I thought it was a bot, and I was like, why? This is strange. What? But then they tweeted oh. out that hey, get ready because we're putting stuff together for a scavenger hunt down in San Diego, and then it all made sense. But uh, <laughs> so so if you uh, if you plan on heading down to San Diego, make sure that uh, you are. In the know of what's going to be happening, I believe that they're going to hold it at Werewolf again, which is usually where it has been the last couple of years. And uh, it sounds like Werewolf. Isn't that the name of it? There. There. Wolf. Werewolf. There. Werewolf. Werewolf. Great. Can we read this up so I can go watch Young Frankenstein? Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) There you go. So that that you uh, can get out of your car and people stop looking at, what is that guy doing with the microphone in his car? What is he doing? Look, here's the what thing. What is he doing? What Cars is he doing? are some of Not the best vaping recording or talking on his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. He's not he's not reading a paper or uh, so yeah, so check out uh, check out our our Facebook and our Twitter. We'll we'll link out to the uh, social stuff for the the San Diego Comic Con guys and get you info on how you can attend the party and uh, dates and all that stuff. It'll it'll be fun. They usually have some special guests down there, and uh, so if you are planning on going to the San Diego Comic Con, make sure that you keep that on your schedule. It gets it gets busy. It gets busy fast. Uh, let's see what else happened. Oh, uh, Ghostbusters day, uh, brought an announcement from the cleaning up the town folks. The, uh, the Buenos, Anthony and Claire, uh, had an announcement to make. No, it is not the release date of the movie, which I know everybody was like, Oh, it's the real No, no, not yet. Um, stay tuned on that. They did make a, like a, a Kickstarter backer announcement at the same time that this happened saying that they did have news to share about a distributor soon. So, uh, it sounds like they are putting the finishing touches on cleaning up the town and we will know when we can see that, uh, soon, hopefully before the fan fest so that Anthony and Claire can be there and yeah. answer questions and talk about it. And, uh, you know, here's, uh, I do some think, screenings down there or something. I think that's a given. I'd put money on that. Yeah, and frankly, that I'm embarrassed be. that you and I never talked about that. That makes you were, sense. Oh, like, you're the prognost- prognosticator of prognosticators, <laughs> and I, I never slipped my mind. I've been so patient, right? Like I know they're doing hard work, and I've just sort of put in the back. It'll come out when it comes out, and then yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters Day talk comes out, and it never occurs to me to go. That's a given. What that's- a great like if if you're gonna do a ballroom screening at seven o'clock p.m. Uh, after the evening's yeah. events, like that's you got to watch clean up the town. So maybe they'll have a cut done by then, or maybe the the final movie will be up by then. I don't know, but well, let's well remember. Two two days, two evenings. That's oh. two parts, which leads into well, that's the other announcement. Kind of what we're talking we about, yeah. yeah. So uh, we did know that they had split the movie into two because it was a little too cumbersome to talk about both Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two in one short ninety-minute uh, documentary film. Uh, and they right. they lopped off all of the Ghostbusters Two stuff, and they said, "Don't worry, we're not getting rid of it. We're going to talk about that later." Yeah. And that later that's was a, Ghostbusters Day. Ta-da! That's right. So up to this point, it's been known as cleaning up the town, remembering Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Right, right. That was officially what it was. It was it used to be cleaning up the town, remembering Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah. And then they split the two, and they spent uh, the last year or so saying cleaning up the town, remembering Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And then for Ghostbusters Day, they went, well, okay, that's a little cumbersome. And... Um, yeah, they're basically uh, giving Ghostbusters 2 its due. Yeah, it's getting its own title of uh, Too Hot to Handle, Remembering Ghostbusters 2. 
right. no no announcement on I mean I, I think they need to finish the first one before they can move on to the second <laughs> one so no no announcements on when it will be coming out but they are working on it no. and obviously all of the interviews are in the can because they had done that but uh, so that's a nice touch though I, I like the idea that you know the when we get the opportunity to have physical copies of it you know there'll be the green slime uh pink slime sort of approach to it and one will be uh you know uh cleaning up the town and the other one will be too hot to handle it's perfect yeah exactly You'll have i clean, like it clean up the town too hot to handle and then soup that that one's for you craig <laughs> and abby and jake um but uh yeah so it's it's pretty awesome that it's it's being treated as its own separate film and, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, it's the one thing, and I, I need to talk to Anthony and Claire about it. I think it's not that great of an, an idea. And I'm going to tell them that, uh, they've set up a new Facebook page and a new Twitter account for the second movie. Um, so yeah, you have to a... go, you have to go follow a new too hot to handle, uh, account, no. which I, I think they're, no. they're going to regret doing that. They should just keep it to the, the clean up the town. But, um, yeah, well, so, cause it's on Twitter, it's ghostbusters doc, same on Facebook, isn't it? Like just ghostbusters doc or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to find at least for the cleaning up the town one. And now they've, they've got a new, uh, a, yeah. a new page that they're trying to point people toward which um, I'm with you. Don't, don't yeah, split the don't, audience. Don't split the audience. Keep your audience uh, intact. So we'll go, go follow them. But at the same time, make sure you're still following clean up the town as well, because I have a feeling that they're going to go and revert back to just having one, one outlet. But, um, so, so, uh, too hot to handle. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully cleaning up the town st- still coming soon, uh, in parentheses. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing both of them. I, I know some of the stuff that they have in hand and they have such great material that it's, it's just, it, it screams to be released before the 2019 fan fest or at the yeah. 29 fan fest or something. Um, Absolutely. let's see what else do we have on here? Oh, Chris, there was a, we got an email from one of our listeners about the Ghostbusters live thing. Do you happen to have that? Yeah. Uh, uh, in front of you? Joshua sent us a little note. Yeah. Uh, he's, he sent us a little heads up here's and there's over the year. Uh, so basically what it amounts to, I'm still trying to find out more information, but uh, Ghostbusters Day, we learned, thanks to that Dan Aykroyd video about you know Ghostbusters Live coming. Apparently Ghostbusters Live is uh, Slimer's fault, and to combat uh, Slimer, <laughs> there must be music, <laughs> which we didn't talk about music much. critic, yeah. Uh. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> anyways, uh, that's all being handled by a group called uh, Shermer Theatrical. Right, so, which is the website that we had posted up uh, where the, that that yeah, announcement video came from. Exactly. Yeah. So much like Sony partnered with Wizard World for the fan fest and the convention stuff, uh, Sony's partner with Shermer uh, Theatrical to handle Ghostbusters Live, which just makes sense. That that's what they do. They can they can take care of it while Sony takes care of you know fan fest day and stuff like that. Uh, well, and day to day stuff. I don't know. Eric's got papers to write or something. I'm sure. Like. <laughs> So, there's, there's lots of stuff going on, I'm sure. There's lots yeah. of stuff to do. Um, I like to think it's playing with Ghostbusters toys all day, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that there's more to it than that. <laughs> but uh, Shermer Theatrical, basically similar to Wizard World, they they want to involve the fans. And what it amounts to is they're asking for fan groups uh, that, to submit their info to be featured. The Shermer uh, Theatrical website is going to have a Ghostbusters fan group directory. Oh, and nice. that will be what they basically they're running away with the the map that a few of us have. I have one on proton charging. I know there's a like a couple of Google API maps out there of of just where all the Ghostbusters groups are. 
Uh, they're going to do the same thing, but what they're going to do is they're going to direct um, uh, the local orchestra groups that they're dealing with. They're going to say, look, you have a group in your backyard. Reach out to them. Um, and to that end, uh, they're looking for group name, group location, a short bio of two to three sentences, uh, website information. Uh, don't worry if you don't have it, because I know for a fact these days not every group maintains yeah, a website. Yeah, you can give them, give, them their, give them your Facebook URL or something. or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It says social media information. So if you don't have a website, give them your Facebook page and then social media, give, give them your Twitter and Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They'll be fine. And a group logo. Uh, basically, you can send it either going to their Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Shermer it just makes me think of Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> Shermer, uh, Illinois. Sherman. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, facebook.com slash Shermer Theatrical. That's S-C-H-I-R-M-E-R Theatrical. T-H-E-A-T-R-I-C-A-L. C-A-L. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Cool. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. hit, uh, this is a, a no-brainer, ShermerTheatrical.com or the official Ghostbusters website, Ghostbusters.com, which will also... Uh, uh, yeah, so they've basically, got a go link to their there. website. If you go on the Ghostbusters yeah. Live section, there's a link to Shermer from there. Yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. linked together. So, uh, yeah, so thanks to Joshua for that one. Again, I've been kind of out of the loop and missed that one. And um, it sounds ideal. It sounds like if you're uh, close to uh, a Wizard World, you're going to have a ball there. And it sounds like if uh, you like uh, orchestra, orchestral music, if you like the arts, uh, yeah, you get a, you get to have a chance to, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, this is the fan equivalent of walking into the, the Sedgwick and going, anybody see a ghost? <laughs> like All everybody people, in jumpsuits uh, for the theater, yeah. <laughs> hanging out. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, I yeah. think it's, I, th- I, I like it. I think I like, it's uh, well, and you can picture what they want to do. They want the fan groups to, it's going to be like the 501st kind of thing. Like at the beginning yeah. of the show, they want the, the fans in their suits and packs to uh, walk out on stage or, or be out front for photo ops or, or what have you. Uh, so, okay. Shermer, listen up. I'm free stuff. Um, have the groups there and set it up so that the groups are on hand, uh, close by. I mean, you don't want to give away your best seats. You need to make some money, but you know, sure. maybe off to the side oh, or something yeah. like that. And right at the end of the movie, you have them all walk up in front, and as as Winston yells, you have all the Ghostbuster fans. I love this town. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> on the count of three, That'd be yeah. awesome. I love this town. Insert town uh, name here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've taken it too far and you've ruined it. This is why we can't have nice things. I love um, this town, Parker, Colorado. <laughs> Mr. Black. Um, (laughs) At the end of the day, I think if somebody were to go, hey, Ghostbusters Live, that sounds awesome. They're, even though they they are going to listen to an orchestra and stuff like that, they are obviously fans. And I think they would have just as much of a thrill as people going to a a comic slash, uh, you know, fan convention. Yeah. uh, Yeah. To getting, you know, to seeing people in Ghostbusters gear and getting their picture taken with them and all that, especially kids, right? That's a, that's a cultural twofer is take your, your little kids out for a night of uh, orchestral music done like it's a think of that as a learning moment yeah you you've see never thought about a soundtrack a in your life happening but during look, the movie yeah exactly exactly that's there's an 80 piece orchestra playing along with the movie you never even thought about it and then afterwards get your picture taken with a van yeah right here yeah. Oh, have a proton pack that sounds awesome that sounds like a great evening of theater theater <laughs> theater theater <laughs> 
Um, all right. Well, so, uh, yeah, so hit, uh, hit them up, make sure that you are counted for when they, and, and even if you are not in a city where they've announced, uh, a, a live show because they have not announced all of the dates in all of the cities yet. So make sure you sign up just so that when they go, Hey, we're going to do one in Denver, Colorado, make sure that the Denver ghostbusters and the Colorado ghostbusters are, are there and, and in the head count. So get, get on that. Make sure you get it done. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's get into book, book talk, Chris. We're, book, we're book, like book. halfway through here. Um, so Ghostbusters That's very daughter. fascinating. That's very fascinating. I read myself. Print is dead. Um, um, so we're not going to talk. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk in depth about uh, crossing over number three. So spoilers yes. will be will be coming forth for that. Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters daughter. We will not be getting into spoiler territory for that because what we have set up and this is I'm hoping this works because it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, we're going to do a virtual book club with all of you, the listeners, Yes. Uh, as well as this is uh, the idea, the brainchild of our Ontario Ghostbusters friends. So they're, they're going to help us spearhead this. And so what we'll do is uh, yes. read the first we uh, on last week, uh, the, the episode we said that we were going to do this book club. I said, read the first couple chapters. That was before I had the book in hand and saw that the first couple chapters are only like six pages, seven pages. So uh, it is a very quick read. And so what we're going to do is if you read the first hundred pages, which, uh, it can be done fairly quickly. It's, it's a fast read, uh, read the first hundred pages and then go to the Crossrip uh, Twitter and Facebook pages. Um, the, the Monday that this comes out, we'll, we'll put the questions up. So, uh, you'll see some discussion topics and then we want you to chime in with your thoughts, your opinions, uh, whatever you want to express about Ghostbusters daughter, answering those questions to our voicemail or via email. And then what we're going to do is we're going to bring the Ontario Ghostbusters onto the show and we're going to have a book club and we're going to have all of your thoughts, all of their thoughts, all of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. We'll have little cakes that you have to eat with your fingers, uh, tea, <laughs> Uh, now, I don't, want, I don't want to upset the format here, but can people, as long as they identify what question they're answering, maybe just put it in the comments too on the uh, social yeah, media? Yeah, I think that's going to work as well. Like if, uh, especially yeah. on Facebook where you have a little more room to breathe. Um, a little bit more. Yeah. Although, uh, brevity is, uh, <laughs> never to be underrated. This is so quite if you true. Can fit it, yeah. If you can fit it into 280 characters on Twitter, we'll take that too. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. I, I there is a lot to be said for brevity, but, uh, be, be as ex, as succinct or as lengthy as you wish. Uh, but yeah, we, don't care. Um, Do it. we don't care. Do yeah. it up. So, uh, so look for on the social media, when you're listening to this, uh, when you're finished, head over to the social media page. And, uh, if you've read the book, uh, start chiming in. And uh, we'll have a great group discussion. It'll be an interesting way to do a roundtable. We'll see how that works. But uh, Ghostbusters Daughter, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is very interesting. Uh, I was talking yeah. to a couple of people. It's, you know, it, there are very brief anecdotes through 1995-ish. So Harold's life uh, from, you know, the the Playboy, uh, Lampoon, Caddyshack years, uh, there are a few anecdotes in there, but then you think about it, and well, Violet was two years old when uh, <laughs> when these movies were coming out, and yeah, you know, she has photos of her on the Ghostbusters set, and she's like eight, I want to say. So uh, her memory of things, you you get her perspective of it. So when they 
you know, uh, I was telling Craig, we were messaging back and forth. And so he, he club paradise is a very storied movie. Uh, long story short, uh, Harold and Trevor Albert and a bunch of people, they just wanted to go spend the summer in Jamaica. And so they wrote a movie that took place in Jamaica, hired all of their friends as the cast and crew. <laughs> and then they went and they partied all summer in Jamaica. And, uh, that's not really mentioned in there. Although another funny anecdote is, um, but then you hear everything from Violet's point of view. You know, she's a kid in Jamaica and she's hanging out with Robin Williams's uh, son and yeah. the two of them are off doing whatever. They, they have no idea what's happening at the time. Um, no. Or there's photos of her and Chevy Chase on the Caddyshack set. And, you know, it looks like she's checking in on dad at work. You know, it's it's very, yeah. very clear cut. We know that Caddyshack was not a very clean cut <laughs> Uh, well, family friendly you know, uh, atmosphere. So here's uh, free Cole's notes. Uh, the book's called Ghostbusters Daughter, not that guy who was a Ghostbuster. Right. Uh, it's, right. It's, it is specific to her uh, point of view, and that's fine. We'll we'll take it because frankly, you know, short of him writing his own autobiography, uh, the options are limited. So yeah, uh, and, and I really want to hear. It, it's, I mean, especially, you know, uh, hearing from a daughter of, of a, a film star, a, a writing star who, uh, you know, had, had a party past who, um, who went through a divorce, you know, with, with her biological mother. And, and so you get that perspective that you wouldn't necessarily get from the autobiography anyway, you know, that yeah. y- you know how she reacted to hearing that her mother and her dad were splitting. And then when she met her her dad's uh, new wife, you know how she felt and things like that. So it's it's very interesting, and and that's why I think the discussion topics are going to really spark some some good uh, conversation, especially uh, from you guys. And and I look forward to talking to you, Chris, and and uh, everybody mm-hmm. from our Ontario family. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you've you have to pick it up. Uh, Violet is out doing her book tour right now. She's actually here in L.A. this uh, coming weekend that I'm recording this. Uh, so if you are in the area, go get her to sign it. She's, she's very nice. She's, she's actually doing stand up comedy in LA this week too. Um, so, uh, pick, pick it up and then we will talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that. It'll probably be in the, not next week, but the week following that episode. Um, so give you, give you guys some time to, uh, to chime in with your responses. Uh, and without further ado, you want to talk about, uh, crossing over? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's awesome. I, I now I, I want crossing over number three to be called the fog. I just I like that's <laughs> just do do the homage to the fog because uh, that's actually the meat of what happens in this this issue. And again, spoiler yeah. alert: we're gonna spoil the crap out of this. I'm sorry if you don't want to uh, be spoiled on issue three. We'll see you guys next week. Whoop, but uh, yeah, whoop. we're we're gonna dive into it here. Um, th- the structure of this this partic- particular issue, Chris, I was just. What? Hang on, my studio door is open. Oh, there we go. Right. <laughs> Close up that studio. It's probably hot in there. It's getting there. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we're almost done. Let's talk we're about this. Done. Let's talk about this issue, and then, uh, then you can yeah. go into the air conditioner. Um, the, so the structure of the issue. I wanted to talk to you about that because I love. It's very cinematic in the way that Eric has set it up. That you. You see Walter Peck getting the firsthand response or uh, firsthand account of what happened at the bridge with the fog and all of this stuff, um, but you don't see who's talking to him. So it's almost that there's an informant that we don't know is is working with Peck now that uh, you know he needs his Peacock advisor to be telling him about all these things. 
and and Peck is also getting into the whole multiverse thing, and I think his quip was something to the effect of like, "And how many Peter Venkmans are there?" <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It was. It was. Uh, it used the medium quite nicely because we cannot hear voices. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and given that last issue ended on the cliffhanger, that uh, well, not a cliffhanger, but one of the B story revelations was that uh, Peck wanted uh, Janine to uh, basically, uh, uh, well, basically work more closely with him. Uh, it was just kind of assumed that that's who we were listening Exa- in on. That's exactly, I thought it was Janine the entire time, which, you know, she's she's always she's always kind of towed the company line. She's all, even though it's not the best paying job and her hours suck and yep. they promised her they'd hire more help. Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I thought it was Janine the entire time. So I was uh, thrown for a loop when it was revealed at the end that it was, it was Mr. Kevin Tanaka. Yeah. Um, what is, did they name Kevin Tanaka? Wait, hold on. Let me pull up the, the I believe, dramatis I persona. Kevin. I, it's just Kevin. I, maybe they didn't actually give him Michael Tanaka's last name, but, um, well, that's, he's Kevin Tanaka to us. I mean, he's Kevin Tanaka to us. That's a good way to differentiate between Kevin Beckman and Kevin Tanaka. But, uh, <laughs> and Burnham's very, very busy. So given half a chance, if he ever needs to use a last name, if he hasn't already, he'll probably just go with Tanaka. I, that's, <laughs> so. I'm sure, I'm sure Mr. Tanaka would not mind. Uh, (laughs) yeah. So in, in the dramatis persona, uh, Kevin Tanaka, he is, he is properly named Kevin Tanaka. So there it is. We tell people that, oh, we're going to be spoiling it. We can barely remember what's going on anymore. (laughs) I can barely remember my name anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it seems to me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling that what they've done is they've set up this, they used the, was it in the annual? Yes. The, the initial break happened in the annual uh yes yeah yeah so they set that up there and then what we what it amounts to is that each issue is now acting kind of like an episode in which uh, boy i don't know you again this is your territory so correct me if i'm going backwards but each issue has a main a story which is usually dealing with some specific uh, problem related. Yeah. Something that can rift. be accomplished in 22 pages. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of the ongoing B story arch, which, well, no, I guess technically B stories are self-contained in an episode two, but then we get to the, you know, the X-Files conspiracy episode stuff or the, you know, whatever the over, the overarching storyline is, which is repairing the rift. Yeah. Um, and that slowly moves forward. Uh, <laughs> And then, again, speaking of uh, no duh reveals, uh, Egon, it occurred to Egon that he needed more Egon brain power and <laughs> went and found himself another Egon. Uh, yeah, that, that was another one of those where uh, <laughs> when, when Extreme Ghostbusters Egon pops up, I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Why wasn't yeah, he in duh. any of the... And it's it's funny because they talk uh, about him earlier in the issue. I think it is. I think it's Eric literally trying to spell out for us because I think you and I in our discussion even brought this up like how are they going to deal with the fact that real Ghostbusters and extreme Ghostbusters are technically in the same universe and there's yeah. there's that series of like two or three pages where they go off on a riff about well yeah your portal helps you time travel too because obviously we know that guy but he's older in our world so we've traveled through time yeah. and these guys came after you didn't have enough wait a minute this there's time travel involved and I think I think Janine just like 
blow she blows the whistle she's like <laughs> enough i don't want to hear about the time travel we have stuff that we have to do that's right let's work out the semantics to, later she she doesn't want to watch the, a bunch of these brainiacs like <laughs> twist themselves into a knot running down rabbit holes uh <laughs> right. and and basically the explanation comes down to uh dimensions can run through the same events but at different speeds and what we're seeing then is that uh that because they're able to pull uh, from two different groups, it's it's again, it's still not a hundred percent clear that the extreme Ghostbusters are the same timeline or not. But what I noticed that they kind of glossed over this whole thing is that, and I suspect this means that it is very similar but parallel timelines for the two of them. Is that uh, uh, Eon never gave it a second thought about bringing two of the same people into proximity to one another, which is generally re- generally regarded as a time travel faux pas. Yeah, you start you start creating um, these paradoxes that keep me up at night, where I start, you know, uh, one one of the ones that I always come back to is in Back to the Future. Doc Brown is hanging from the clock tower because he's trying to help Marty get back to the future. If he falls and he dies, technically he doesn't invent the DeLorean, which means that Marty never gets back to 1955 in the first place. But there's no possible way for him to die because then he would never be trying to help Marty McFly and then the whole universe just comes unraveled. That's that's the kind of stuff that that I, yeah. I can't forget. But um, There's a website I recently stumbled upon, uh, or at least it popped up in my Facebook feed and I haven't a chance to go look at it. But that's all it does is it visually tracks uh, uh, science fiction stories in pop culture yeah, that with have time, time travel. travel. Yeah, uh, back to future. I didn't go check to see if they had Ghostbusters. I do not think they regarded it as a as a as a time travels yeah, no, timeline I mean, well, story. Now they probably would if they read this issue. Oh, they but, have to uh, yeah. after this issue because everything starts with the Ghostbusters in the movie and then goes from there. But that oh god, it's like Back to the Future now. So eighty four spawns a whole bunch of stuff, but real Ghostbusters is not canon like movie 84 because they have the 84 movie in the real in the, yeah it's so a different that's a universe. separate timeline and prime and idw is separate because they acknowledge that real ghostbusters is different so they're then is they obviously don't exist in yeah. that same universe and then answer the call is some sort of well i mean they set it up that 84 resonates through the universes right yeah although again hey burnham <laughs> that kind of pokes a hole in his theory because the real ghostbusters didn't I mean, they're literally a a second version copy event, not an inspired by thing. Which yeah. is what a they fought Gozer. When, they were at the temp the Temple yeah. Tower. Uh, yeah. Um, Let me. By the way, I, I give me a make a twill. I don't know. Make an Allen noise or something <laughs> when we were about to talk about the Peacock file. Because to be honest, <laughs> the whole issue is great, but the Peacock file at the end is. Amazing. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, let's let's definitely get to that because well, let's talk let's talk about it now. Why not? Let's okay. just keep let's keep the I don't conversation know if there's going. much else to to talk about. It's a great issue. It's there's got a great some issue, really good stuff. Some good Holtzman stuff in there. Um, you know, the the big reveal at the end here uh with with Kevin being the informant for Peacock now, uh, you know, very interesting. Um, I think I mean the the note that it leaves off on is that the teams are having to split up and they're going to be um, using these wrist devices to be traveling uh, between dimensions. And, and it, it sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of fun starting in the next issue, but who's going to yeah. be running home base. It's the interns, 
which uh, is is ill advised because they're not trained. They <laughs> they've caused problems in the past. Uh, see Ghostbusters one hundred and one. Uh, but However, that's but that's why they brought uh, Egon. Yeah, Extreme exactly. Egon so it's it's almost like a reboot of Extreme Ghostbusters. Here's uh, uh, you know that version of Egon here to teach the the kids. The young, right. the young ones, uh, how to, to do the ghost busting. So technically the one and only character in all of the Ghostbusters stories who taught a, a new team how to be Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. So it works out perfectly. It works out perfectly. And, and the, the intro to, uh, hat tip to Mr. <laughs> Dan Shoning, the way that he did, uh, that particular page, because you see IDW prime Egon adjusting his glasses and then stepping out of the shadows is extreme Ghostbusters Egon and then he frames the panel with Extreme Ghostbusters Egon identical, and they're they're adjusting their glasses the same way and everything. So you you know that these are two of the same character, just from different uh, universes, different dimensions, which is is really fun. Yeah. Like that. But um, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, that's that's kind of the fog may come into play later. I guess I don't know. I just seemed like that was yeah. a, a, a quick just one off just to show like, okay, here's how the teams are going to interact here. They go making a bust and, and, and then like you said, the B story is sort of running underneath that. So, um, so yeah, but, but let's talk about the peacock file. Let's, let's talk about it. (laughs) So from the get go, when they had the, the reveal of all the teams that would be playing, one team had us, scratching our our heads. Yeah, the the a lot. And and they show up in the very first splash page uh in the issue where you're like, how does that work? All right, whatever. Uh so yeah. (laughs) Before we get too deep, I'd like to point out that art wise, Dan found an excuse to not only draw them from the front in the splash, but this issue, he found a way to be able to draw their little, uh, back sprites as well. Yes. From yes. the video game. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well researched Dapper Dan show. Very, I mean, uh, you can tell that Dan's having a lot of fun with this too. Uh, Mishmashing all of these worlds together. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're talking about the, uh, real Ghostbusters Game Boy, uh, iterations of the characters. Real or Ghostbusters 2? Was it Ghost? I thought it was real Ghostbusters. Or I thought it was Ghostbusters too. Oh, maybe it is. We'll have to double check. And I actually have deja vu. I think you and I have had this conversation before, but I can't remember what the uh, outcome was. Yeah. But uh, it's from one of the the Game Boy uh, games. The let's just leave it at that for now. Uh, and these tiny little, I guess they're eight bit sprites. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> and just mind-boggling like how why uh i don't know do you want to explain or i yeah i mean i what i really what i spark to in the explanation of why these 8-bit sprites exist in the same how, how it's even possible for them to share a panel with all of these other universes is that uh eric and Tom and, and and the team at IDW have equated them to like brownies or sprites that they're yeah they're little they're like not they're not people yeah they're not people they're they're they they do describe them as only being a few inches high but they are very powerful they're I mean they have all the same abilities as all of their quote unquote human counterparts do um, yeah and uh, you know yeah they uh, let's see where is it. Oh, similar to but distinct from European helper spirits such as brownies, kobolds, or hobs, um, and it's it's awesome. I mean, they're basically coming from a a magical universe. 
Um, yeah. And, and that kind of makes them awesome. Even though we know that we're talking about a video game, that it's a, a, a different, completely different platform, completely different. Everything is just totally different about it. Um, it's a, it's a magic, a magical city. Uh, I'm not sure if the game ever calls it New York or not. So I guess they can get away with it being just a magical city. And then confusingly had their own weird little names, which again, I think was come because it was coming out of, I feel like it was coming out of Japan, but now I got to go hit up the it's, Ghostbusters wiki. Cause I know those guys. Yeah. There's a, uh, so, so Ray is uh Stansor. Uh, Winston yeah. is Zedima. Uh, Venkman is Vank. And then Egon is Glarig. Glarig and, and, and Slimer is Jim. Jim. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt, by the way. When I get home, I'm making that. The 8-bit Slimer that says Jim, Jim. underneath. Yeah. Uh, or but the, or the do, do, like a, do a Jim in the real Ghostbusters logo. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. I'm doing uh, that one. That's such uh, a... That's such a uh, that'll be such a deep cut that people will look at that shirt and be like, oh, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Is your name Jim? I don't understand. I'm going to take it one step further, see if I can do the uh, font in uh, pixel form. Oh, oh God, uh, yes. Awesome. But the uh, the uh, the idea is that, that the 84 event that spiraled out, or I guess in the comics technically it's them, it's the IDW strain that, that's a bit of a point of philosophical contention. For the sake of the story, Burnham has put the... IDW prime team at the center of all things. I mean, that's, that's, that's somehow, an easy way. Well, not an easy way, but a, a good clear cut way to, it's clear, to but it also means the that rules that of your universe. I think according, yeah. yeah, according to the theory of this universe, their, uh, Gozer event resonated through all the other universes leading to all these, uh, sympathetic, if, you know, results. Yeah, the the, the live the action universe movie is one, one as well. Those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the but the the trick here is that one of those uh, resonances when it hit the you know these little guys' universe, they were inspired, uh, much like uh, although more consciously it seems like they took it unconsciously versus like answer the call, which they unconsciously kind of adopted. Yeah, this sort of stuff. Uh, they consciously adopted it as a way to. Um, uh, uh, protect, and this is covered in the file, protect their city, which is unusual in that, you know, these sprites and house spirits usually protect a house or maybe a, a, a bit of property, but not something as big as a city. But that's what they do. They protect an entire city running around like little tiny Ghostbusters, fighting off invasions like little tiny Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. actually. And it was they one have of magical the powers <laughs> and abilities and... Uh, that do the same things. Yeah, it's perfect. It's kind of funny. I think I think Eric knew that we were going to spark to these guys uh, because he he leaves things on a cliff cliffhanger, saying like, if there's time, we'd like to talk to these guys more about uh, where their habits and their their uh, their daily lives and things like that. Um, so there may be an eight yes. bit game uh, inspired comic that they could do or maybe in like one of the annuals or something they could do a side say, story the, yeah the 2018 annual is now six months away so it's it's quite true yeah you know if you guys are busy and you need a couple of clever ducks to maybe do a two-page day in the life of the 8-bit ghostbusters yes i'd, li- I'd love to see their weird magical line. yeah yeah, you know, we, we might know some guys. I'm sure we could <laughs> find somebody. Yes, absolutely. 
perhaps um, one who you know deals with video games with video, on a daily yeah. basis for 20 years maybe he's got um, an idea to, anyways <laughs> and he's gonna have some time on his hands now that his kickstarter's finished and oh boy um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, it's uh, issue three. How many did we determine this was going for? Six? Uh, yes, I believe we're at a, a six-run issue. Um, so we're at the halfway point. Things yeah, are about to kick into overdrive. Things are kick, well, and, and so there is one thing that we did miss that I think we should oh. – it warrants discussion. Yes. Uh, the reveal at the end who may be uh, joining the fray, so to speak, here, uh, which was actually kind of a surprise to me because I, I didn't see her coming back, her, him, whatever she wants to be, uh, Tiamat. The reveal yes. that she is going to somehow become involved in this, which opens up all sorts of other doors, right? Because the last time we saw her was like the last time, like, because Winston uh, like erased her from existence. I forget how that resolved because that's, that's how, t- um, uh, Tia was that Winston's girlfriend? Yeah. It's time to go back and revisit those a bit. Uh, but that's what it came down to is poor Winston had to uh, pull a Peter Parker. Yeah, everything to, uh, reset itself. Um, and, and so, and, and I think Tiamat just sort of vanished from existence. So, so maybe she went to some other existential plane that now has uh, been opened up because of this uh, dimensional incursion that happened. And uh, so now she can, yeah. she is no longer cursed to her <laughs> banishment, uh, so to speak. Well, so, there, so if we're drawing this out, the prime universe basically gets to the Tiamat bit, and then we have to put a break line in denoting that it's technically the same timeline, but it's not the same timeline. It's not a parallel timeline because something changed. It just sort of rebooted itself. Uh, Eric's going to have to do some like Grant Morrison cliff uh, or footnotes or something that will eventually explain uh, the multiverse. He'll, he'll do like a multiversity thing where everything has to be explained out for us. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ghostbusterversity. Ghost, yeah, exactly. Ghostbusterversity. Ghostbuster. Uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, boy. it's a lot of fun. I mean, again, uh, I, I say it every time we talk about IDW, but if you're not reading these comics uh, and – why are you listening to us if you aren't reading them? I mean, maybe you uh, listen to us to keep up on stuff. That's okay. That's admirable. But, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, go go read them. Uh, do yourselves a favor. The artwork is fantastic. It's uh, I don't know how Dan is managing all of these multiple art styles uh, in an issue like this. I'm sure it's it's got to be really maddening for him to kind of pop in and out of RGB and his style and. Uh, Sanctum of Slime is in there and he's just having to, to mimic all of these different art styles, which is, is quite a feat. So uh, grab grab issue three, issue four, just went to the printer. We saw Tom Waltz say um, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole lot of fun. Don't don't wait for the collected version on this one. Uh, pick pick up the individual issues. You won't regret it. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? 
If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, I haven't heard a downpour in your uh, portable recording studio there. It's hot. It's hot. Uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this up so that you can get into some air conditioning and get a cool glass of water to re- so, replenish all so of the sweat. Crunch pot cooking. Jeez. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what what do you got in terms of uh, of final hot hot final thoughts here? I won't bore people with the day job stuff other than to uh, follow up on last week's. Yeah, we we refunded. Hooray! Yay, never doubted it for a second. Knew it would happen. So thank you to everybody that, that backed us. Uh, we're now hidden. Uh, I mean, we're still showing it off here. Part of coming to Origins is we want to look at options for beyond the Kickstarter. Like once you make the game, you kind of want to make it available beyond that. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I do have a final thought. It's uh, heading into the book club. I, I declare myself the nerdiest uh, of the of the book clubbies because uh, I guarantee you nobody else. Nobody. And you just, we just threw it open to everybody listening to join the club. And I know nobody else has done what I've done, which is, you know, the cellophane that uh, libraries put around the dust jackets. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I put, I put the, I have, I have a box of that for my special books and I've, I've put the cellophane <laughs> around the dust jackets <laughs> of my copy of uh, Ghostbusters Daughter. Okay. Keeping, I, uh, keeping it uh, preserved, which is not a bad idea. Yeah. I do do that. It was one of the things I, uh, and I do recommend it and I don't get to use it as much for my Ghostbusters collection, but there's a, a, a number of places online. Technically, they're for schools and uh, libraries to order from, but anybody can order from them. Right, um, right. And, and frankly, most of it you don't want, uh, either because it's things like, you know, a gross of 1,000 emoticon pencils. Nobody needs that, <laughs> except, you know, uh, teachers in schools. Card catalog uh, uh, refills. No, I uh, wish. Oh, uh, God, if they had that, I'd buy it in an instant. Yeah. Uh, they have the other stuff, like, you know, uh, bookshelves for libraries. Uh, it turns out uh, there's a step above industrial grade, and it's called educational grade. Uh. <laughs> Those things are indestructible, and they are pricey. Because, uh, trust me, there's a few things I'm looking at, like uh, they sell the magazine, the wire turnstiles, like the comics used to be oh, in and all dude. that. Oh, having a spinner rack? Mag- yeah. I want a spinner rack, yeah, provided I can find, you know, the couple of thousand dollars it costs to pick it up there. Yeah. Not, all that stuff. It's for schools and school budgets, and it's meant to last, you know, 30, 40 years. Right, Makes perfect right. sense. But in the midst of all this, you can buy things for protecting you know books and so i get i have they sell sleeves that you can put paperbacks in that's not for school stuff but they supply it and you can buy it so a lot of old paperbacks i have and of course the few that you know like ghostbusters uh, legion and stuff like that oh yeah the return yeah the return thank yeah, you yeah 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 uh things like that that i just want to keep the dust and the you know your the novelizations yeah exactly uh, but then they have uh, the 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 dust jacket. Uh, I'm in their wraps. Remember in school, 
they used to make you take your uh, your your um, thing book kids yeah your textbook tech, your textbook and you had to wrap it with the like paper bag kind of thing yeah you wrap yeah. a paper bag around it it's kind of like that I mean it's not I mean those were taking the place of not having a dust jacket in order to protect the book for you know next year's kids uh, but it's sort of like that they, they have these plastic uh, well, I mean, it's very thin mylar or whatever, and you just sort of insert the uh, the the dust jacket into it, and then you you know fold it over. It comes with a little sticky tabs, so on the inside you fold it in, and it's all nice and neat. And yeah, then you wrap it back around the book, just like the dust jacket was there. Only now it's got this nice this mylar fold over it, and uh, keeps it keeps I it mean, nice. <laughs> you got to get a signature yeah. on that now too. It's got to be you know got to be signed by the author. Yeah, well, that that'd be on the inside. Uh, that I gotta yeah. do. But well, uh, yeah. get her to sign in that one. But uh, it's 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 nice. I I don't know. We've never had a book with a dust jacket before, so I'm really enjoying that. I guess this, yeah, I, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. It just uh, ghosts ghost from our past was. Uh, I, I have a paperback edition. They did do a, a hardcover, but I don't know if that uh, one had a dust jacket. The, they did a hardcover for the movies. For the movies, they did. Well, they? And I thought in the UK they actually did release a hardcover too. Did like they do a hardcover? Books a oh, Million well, that had I got a hardcover at one point. But um, you know what? I think you're right because I think I bought it, but it's smaller. But it doesn't matter. I've got them in different. Yeah. Things. You know what? Maybe, I'm going to find it. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> get that. Get if the I have it already. On it. <laughs> it I don't remember. It's, museum. it's quite possible I've already done it. To be honest. Well, well, no, see, uh, that's all right. I wouldn't fault you for for not. Yeah. Doing it, but uh, but it's, uh, that's it's my hot. final thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about the book club. I, yeah. This we've is never be we've fun. never done this. Yeah, and, and it's a uh, it's a little bit different than our usual like our cyclotron roundtables. Uh, I, I think this might be a good way to get everybody involved and and into the conversation. Yeah. So, uh, hat hat tip easier, to easier uh, to schedule to uh, so- Solange. Am I saying her? I'm sorry, Solange. Solange. Yeah, yeah I've never Solange. had to say your name on the air. I'm so sorry, but hat hat tip to you for coming up with the idea because I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, but it's 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 softer, Frencher. Uh, so don't don't hit don't hit the don't hit the the consonants too hard. Don't don't it's hit not, the cut. You know, just kind of just kind of roll Solange. off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Solange. Um, but uh, yeah. So so stay tuned. Hit up. Uh, read read your pages. Read your hundred pages, and then hit up the social accounts and and uh, send in your feedback, and then we will get that going. Um, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, Chris, get out of so, get out of that car. It's hot yeah, and it's late. Somebody's called the fire department. They're going to bust the window open. <laughs> somebody, they, somebody called to report that I locked myself in the car. Yeah, some somebody left to, their their son in the car at midnight <laughs> at a hotel. Uh, but yeah, get get out of there. Uh, have, okay, have a good rest of the convention, and uh, we'll see all the rest of you on the other side as well. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, let me guess. Gozer was no study. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain thinking. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.